Welcome to the Punks Unite podcast, where we discuss alternative health and wellness practices for those of you who are looking to find balance in both body and mind, but don't feel that you fit into the mainstream definition of what it means to be fit and healthy. Hey everyone, I'm Jo and I'm a punk rock yoga teacher and breathwork coach who helps socially aware non-conformists struggling with self-doubt, low self-esteem, negative self-talk and perfectionism find their best path forward so that they can feel confident in doing all the things that make them feel good. In this week's episode, I'm joined by Amy Bushatz, and we're going to be talking about the importance of getting outside and being in nature, even when you don't have mountains, forests, beaches on your doorstep. Welcome, welcome, Amy. Thank you so much for joining the Punks Unite podcast. It's absolutely wonderful to share this time with you. Um, You're in Alaska at the moment, aren't you? I am. Thank you so much for having me. I am in Alaska. It's, of course, quite a bit earlier here than it is where you are. It's only noon and it is a beautiful day. I'm going to check the weather. Let's see. About 48 degrees. Everyone likes to know that. So (laughs) is that that's Fahrenheit? Yeah. Fahrenheit, yes. Sorry. Yeah, I, I cannot work that out. I cannot work that out in Celsius. I don't expect you to, but I would say it's cold. So, you guys still have like snow. 18, 18 degrees Celsius, right? Really? Oh, that's all right. That's yeah. all right. I mean, I think it's yeah. um, I think it's about twelve here at the moment. Like in my house, it's about eighteen. Or oh, and yeah. in my house, it's twenty-one. In my house, it's twenty-one. But outside, it's like our weather has just gone a little bit poor recently. <laughs> still hasn't stopped me from going outside which is why we're connecting today to talk about yeah. creating habits around spending time in nature and how that can benefit your mental health so before we jump into that do you want to tell everyone a little bit about you who you are they know where you're from uh, but that would be great Absolutely. So like I said, I am here in uh, Palmer, Alaska, um, right outside of Anchorage. And um, we are welcoming spring. So that means that I've got trees outside my window. I'm kind of looking up at them right now. The leaves are starting to come out. And that's exciting for me because I go outside every single day for at least 20 consecutive minutes as part of my outdoor habit that I've been keeping since September of 2017. So over well over four years now. And I started doing that because we had moved to Alaska to increase our overall health. But I had found that while that was working really well for my spouse, who is who we focused that sort of life change on when we moved here, it wasn't working so well for me because I was staying in the house. So, yeah, right, okay. <laughs> tiny little key, right, <laughs> to, to improving your mental health by going outside is actually doing do it. it. Mm-hmm. And what was happening there was that I was kind of waiting for the weather to do what I wanted it to do or just to be how I thought it should be. And so I realized that if I was going to experience the benefits of going outside, I was going to actually, you know, have to go outside. But even more so than that, I was going to have to change my own expectations and stop waiting for nature to do what I expected it or wanted it to do. And so the way I tackled that for myself was I set up a little challenge. What would happen if I went outside every day for a year? How would I change? How would that impact my mental health, my physical health, my spiritual health, all the healths? How would that, what would the impact of that be? And of course, what I found, which I think surprises no one, is that it was very, very beneficial. 
But what I do think is surprising is all the ways in which it was beneficial, because it's, of course, not just about your mental health. It's about um, it's a whole health perspective. Um, going outside yeah. every day fundamentally changed my relationships. It changed my relationships with my friends and family. It gave me new friends, but it also changed my relationship with myself. Um, and so I think, especially when we're talking about it through the lens of mental health, maybe we don't think about our mental health in terms of being our relationships with us. We think mm. about it as being sort of this um, other thing, you know, that's sort of like, well, you want to lose weight. Well, you want to make your um, emotions better. You know, it's like, it's almost like um, a project for something outside of you. Um, mm. and instead of focusing on how all of those things are integrated into how you work with yourself as a whole person and in a self relationship. Yeah. You know, until you said that I had never really thought about it. I'm, you know, I'm very careful to say, you know, when it's not self-improvement, it's self-development or personal development. Like it's, you're growing as an individual rather than trying to improve yourself as if, as if there was something wrong. But yeah, we do very often look at um, mental health as something separate from us. Like it's so entwined with us, but the, the mental, our mental wellness is no different from you know, as you say, the physical wellness that you get from doing a uh, active part of being in nature. So what you were saying about like you changing your relationship, well, yeah, changing your relationship with your, your expectations around what the weather should be like for you to go outside. Living somewhere like Alaska, I imagine the weather is quite diverse. Like, you know, you've got your long days, really long days in the summer, and then you've got the really short days in the winter. So how, what, what steps did you kind of take to change your expectation around that relationship? And what was your, what was your original expectation? What did you require initially to go, okay, I'm going to go outside and be in nature. And then how did you change that? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So um, I would say, first of all, apologies if anybody's seeing connection problems. It's breaking up a little bit for me here. That's maybe the magic of worldwide uh, conversations. But, um, you know, my relationship with it, I, it, my expectations, rather, I was looking for, um, you know, I'm not even sure, right? Like I had moved up here with never having been here before from the lower 48 US and experiencing a very, what I would describe as just like normal weather pattern of the spring is warmer, the summer is hot, the fall is cooler, the winter is cold and, mm -hmm. and having a seasonality there. But that's not really how it works here. Instead, the winter is very long. Um, I just finished my ski, you know, I just put, hung up my skis for the last time of this year. I went skiing on May 1st. Um, mm. And I started skiing on October 11th. That's an extremely mm. long ski season, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So I expected maybe a more normal, per what I was used to, weather pattern. Um, I also ex didn't anticipate how the darkness would impact me um, mm. and how I would feel 
I, I thought, oh, maybe the darkness will make me feel sad. But the thing about darkness and how you feel sad in that, in my experience, is that it's not like, oh, I feel sad, right? It's I feel slow. I feel heavy. I feel like staying in this chair. <laughs> um, and I just want to cuddle into my bed and go to sleep. With that overwhelming, like, I feel unmotivated. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was never like, I feel sad. So I thought, oh, I don't have seasons. I don't impacted by the seasons. I'm not depressed because I don't feel sad. But when the light starts coming back, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I feel better. What's that about? Because if you feel better, clearly you must have felt not so good to start with because there's been some kind of improvement. So even if you don't identify that there was something to improve from, um, oh. there it is. So mm. that's, that's sort of where I was. Um, to get myself motivated, I'm sorry? Continue, to get myself just a delay. Motivated, I felt that I really needed to create expectations for myself. I'm really like somebody, yeah. I'm really somebody who feels uh, that she has to meet self-expectations. And so I, what I did was I created this challenge, right? So I said, I'm going to live up to my own expectations to do this for 20 minutes a day, um, no matter what that means. Now, from a practicality standpoint, that was more like equipping myself to do that. So. If I'm going to do something every day, what's going to be the barriers? Like, what excuses am I going to make for myself to not do that? Um, typically, when we make excuses for ourselves, in my experience, I find that they come back to being uncomfortable in some way. So that could be like, I was hungry. I was tired. I was cold. I was hot. It's just general discomfort. But you can nail it down to one specific thing or a series of uncomfortable experiences. and so. For me, I thought, okay, I don't like being rained on. I hate being rained on because um, I don't like being wet. So what is it? Like, am I not wearing the right clothes? Am I just not equipped for that? Are my feet wet because I didn't have boots on? Am I um, feeling soggy because I didn't bring a rain jacket like I or rain trousers, rain pants like I should have? Um, and how can I equip myself to not feel that way? And so, you know, my cold, is that because I don't have good mittens? Is that because I don't know about how maybe I, if I just wore longer sleeves and my arms were warm, my hands wouldn't be cold? Um, just like very simple things like that. And so I thought through those individual comfort items and then equipped myself accordingly. So I bought myself rain pants answered stay dry and i put them in the back of my car so that i had them if i needed them um and i learned that there is no shame in putting on an extra layer in fact that's awesome because now you're warm or taking off a layer because now you're cool and then just sort of keeping the back of my car filled with that stuff for me and for my family I mean, my my car looks like I live in it most of the time because I have so many pairs of just pants and, and jackets and sweatshirts. I think I have maybe five different sweatshirts in my car right now. It's a little out of control. But that's because I'm like, well, if it's windy, I'll want this one. If it's not windy, I'll want that one. If it's cold and windy, I'll need this one, right? So you have like, I just want to be prepared because I know it always comes back to if I'm comfortable every single time. Um, 
the, my situation at this time is that I've eaten through my snacks in my car and must replenish <laughs> them. But that's a very real concern. Like, how's your blood sugar? So <laughs> in Absolutely. the summertime, I carry, not in the winter because it'll freeze, but in the summertime, I carry a jug of water in my car because mm. I know that if we're all thirsty, we're going to be a little cranky. Um, and it just sits in the back of the car and I fill water bottles with it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and again, I apologize if there's a little bit of a delay. I'm hoping that it's might have sped back up again. But yeah, the comfort thing, absolutely hear you. Um, I You probably can hear from my voice. I, I grew up in Australia and the weather in Brisbane is pretty good all of the time. You know, it gets really hot, but you have air conditioning to kind of sort that out. You can go for a swim in the pool. You just make sure you don't go out at the heat of, uh, heat of the day. And then in the winter, it really isn't that cold like it just isn't that cold and then living in England it's uh you know they don't get extremes of anything but it's like you know it can be like really dark and cold in the morning if I had to walk the dog before work and stuff and I only kind of came to the realization recently a bit like what you've just said it's it's about the comfort in which you um give yourself so that you can do those activities outside so it's like okay well I'm going to get some big boots for the winter that I've got good grip on the bottom of them so that my feet stay warm when I go out walking because I don't like having cold feet. And so therefore it is that that element of um, finding that comfort as well. So that's like the one one kind mm-hmm. of thing that you did to kind of get yourself um, mm-hmm. out into nature is to make sure that you are, you, uh, you're comfortable and you've got food and water to hand if you need it to keep yourself both comfortable on the inside and the out how about like actually making sure you get out every day for 20 minutes you know you look outside it's pouring with rain you know that you're going to put on a raincoat and be comfortable and warm but you're just like ah what what helps you to to create that habit of just getting outside Um, so, you know, how to, how to make time for that and how to make that happen is really developing that habit and setting that expectation in yourself that you're going to do this. So I, if people are thinking about starting this habit, I, I personally think it is much easier to start this habit when the weather, when you're in a season of nice weather, because you, by the time you get to the part where it's crappy, you've already sort of developed that habit where, oh, well, I've been doing this for like three months. I can't miss now just because it's raining. Um, You get very, um, you can be very purposeful about planning when. So I um, look at my weather app on my phone or online or whatever and figure out at what time of day it is least likely to be raining. And then that's when I go, you know, and so it's really just sort of planning ahead like that. Um, and making it a part of your day. But like any habit, you have to disrupt your current pattern to insert a new habit and then make that a part of your current, your new pattern. Um, because we are people, cre- humans are creatures of habit. You know, you brush your teeth every night before you go to bed because it's just something that you do. It's not something that you have to remember to do anymore once you've been doing it for a while. And for me, going outside every day is a little bit like that. Um, If I am very, very, very busy with work or whatever, there will be days that I get to the end of the day and I'm like, something's missing. And then realize, Amy, you haven't gone outside yet. Hello. Um, 
and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll jump outside and go for a walk or something. But um, most days it just fits naturally into my progression of the day because it's just something that is now second nature to me um, that I have to do. But getting there took being very intentional about, about planning my day to include this block of time. And that's even more true if you're experiencing an abnormal day. So let's say you're traveling somewhere and you want to get outside. Okay, so maybe you leave your house very early in the morning like I do when I travel and you get wherever you're going very late at night because it's been like this whole day. Well, inevitably in there, I have a layover somewhere. And so I have to think about the fact of, okay, I'm gonna get off the airplane. I have an hour and a half layover. I can go outside of the secure area and go for a walk outside you know even on the airport drop-off area and get some a little bit of freshish air but it's certainly fresher than the airport right mm. um and just sort of take that take that breather but you have to think about it because an hour and a half on an airport isn't very long right so you have to like contemplate and that's a very intense example of this but you have to think through how is this going to fit into my day um, and then be purposeful about making it happen. 20 minutes is not that much time. I burned 20 minutes this morning, standing mindlessly drinking coffee and looking at Instagram. I mean, it was gone before I even knew it happened because I was just waking up and, you know, but what if I had said, okay, we're not gonna do this. And we're gonna bump all of my stuff forward just a little bit. And then I'm gonna have a bigger time to go outside later because I won't have wasted this looking at like, who even, I don't even know what I was looking at. It just happened. You know, and I think that that's a very common experience for us in a social media life that like the, those interactions and that time just goes gone. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, um, one of the things I was going to bring up uh, was around, you know, if you live somewhere nice and you can get out into the woods or you can get to the beach or something, that's also quite a, a strong draw to get outside every day as opposed to living in the suburbs or the city or something. But you gave a great example then of like, you know, even at the airport, you're, you're getting outside and, and, and reconnecting with some of the, the elements of which nature is, you know, it's not just about the visual with that in mind, mm -hmm. what is what is nature? You know, because we do have this like right. thought where it's like, it's the forest, it's the fields, it's the ocean. Like, what about for people who don't yeah. have that on their doorstep? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you asked that because I have spent the last four months asking that question. Uh, as part of my podcast, Humans Outside, to um, different researchers and experts. And I mean, that literal question, like, what do you do? Like, what is nature? And so the answer is that uh, it's what we refer to as nearby nature. It's whatever is outside your front door or your back door or on your stoop. Um, you know, we think about nature as being sort of these grand scapes, right? Like you go to the beach or you look at the canyon or you're at the river or you're in the, you know, the desert or whatever, and it's magnificent. And those are nature. And it's really important to remember that those, um, can, those trigger an experience for us that we like to refer to as awe, where you're just like, oh my gosh, this is so magnificent. It's just like, blows your mind. Okay. That's really important too. But um, research research shows that there are benefits to even 
it's viewing in what we would call soft fascination. So it's just like, it's when you're staring at the window, okay? Or you're just like looking at a tree and kind of like your days and your mind wanders, okay? So there are benefits to experiencing green things or growth or animals or trees, or even if we're talking like that little pigeon on uh, in the city or that little gray or red squirrel or those chipmunks that are, you know, running around on the, around the city street trees, that's all part of nature. And so there is a proven psychological benefit to engaging with that in a mind wandering and soft fascination way. And that's something that I actually recently, like just within the last week, spoke to a research social scientist about out of the University of Washington in Washington state in the US was about the studies that talk about that. And so her team is working with city planners to create um, these sort of green spaces in cities, specifically in un underutilized uh, playgrounds, so that they are capturing the time that these playgrounds adjacent to schools aren't being used by the school and creating a space where the other people in the city can use that to experience that soft fascination and um, that um, mind wandering. You know, when we think about like people always say they have good ideas in the shower. What's happening there is that your mind is just like, ooh, not with you, right? You're just sort of wandering, mind wandering. And so that's what happens when you're taking a walk in the woods or when you're just sort of meandering outside. You are disengaged from this computer screen, like bombardment of social media and information. And you are put in a place where things are happening outside of your control. So what is nature? Well, nature can be anything that's around you that is um, a, a growth that is outside of you. Mm. You know, humans are part of nature. And so being in a place where you're observing and just sort of absorbing um, that human interaction can be a part of nature. Watching anything that grows, and by watching, I mean just sort of being present with it is mm -hmm. a part of nature. Um, mm -hmm. Nature helps increase, one of the reasons nature is so good about helping us increase our productivity and creativity is because it is constantly changing and outside of our control. So when you're going outside, you are always going to experience something new because there is new, new, new is happening constantly outside. As I'm sitting here talking to you, um, in the window in front of me, the sky is changing right now. So there's like clouds moving over the sun and the sun is hitting, um, my children have a play area in the back. The sun is hitting the slide on the play area just so, right? So it's like lit up right now. It's sort of yellow and golden, okay? And I'm not sure I've ever seen it hit it just like that, right? Mm. That's something new just mm. right now. And if I was sitting outside, I would be see seeing that paired with the way the leaves growing are growing around it. You know, we have all this new growth right now. Have I ever seen the sun hit that slide with those leaves just like that? Probably not, because that's probably never happened before. That is a brand new experience in the whole world. And by being in nature, I can see that. And the reason that that's so good for your mental health is because it's disengaging you from the stress and all of those things that are bombarding your brain all the time and engaging you with something that's a passive experience um, that it can enrich, enrich how you experience the world 
but not through concentrated, constant bombardment of effort. Yeah, yeah. And it also brings in that element of um, being in the moment and taking note and consideration of what's actually happening around you rather than thinking about the future and getting anxious about something that may or may not happen or thinking about the past and feeling depression or regret because of something that has happened that you can no longer change. And I think the key thing I'm taking from you there with regard to being in nature is part of it is observing what is is happening around you you know like you go to the bin outside and there's ants crawling all over it you know you could watch those ants for a bit and be be curious Mm -hmm. about what they're what they're doing and what their life is right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you know and I, i think that um nature has a way of yeah nature has a way of removing you from being able to spend all of your energy worrying about the future because it's capturing your attention in the now so when you go to the bin and you put your trash in it and you see the ants whether you want to sit there and consider that they're there or not it's capturing that part of your brain for just a quick second and if you build the habit or the practice of seeing things and taking that next step to consider them. Now you've done just one more thing to remove you from whatever else is going on and into that natural world. And so um, one researcher I spoke with recently noted that as sort of a following your curiosity, an almost childlike experience, where if you were a kid, Mm. you'd be like, well, that's interesting. And now I'm going to poke it with a stick, you know? Um, So that's the way a child does it. Now you may not want to poke it with a stick, but if you made a practice of saying, huh, I wonder what that does, or just like following that sort of natural progression of curiosity, where would that lead you? What else would you pursue outside or inside because of that natural progression of curiosity? How would you feel about your world and about yourself in it and about your own health if instead of devoting that energy to um, what might be worrying you or, uh, you know, otherwise, you devoted it to following that string, following that thread of curiosity into what's going on outside? What new hobbies would you have? What new activities would you do? Would you suddenly become somebody who likes to go foraging because you saw a mushroom and you thought, I wonder if that mushroom could kill me. And you found out that (laughs) actually that's a really safe mushroom and people love to eat it. And now you're a person who collects that mushroom. And now you're a person who learns about other mushrooms and so on and so forth. And all of a sudden you wake up one day and now you're this mushroom person, which you never saw coming. Um, But that's the natural progression of curiosity when you're in nature. Yeah, it's just brilliant. And uh, the the level of being inquisitive about things, as you say, like children are, um, we, you know, we lose that because, you know, as we get older and we get through life, you know, life gets busy and 
we get busy and we don't take those moments to pause and be curious about the the world around us and how we exist in that space. So with that in mind, you know, one of the uh, questions that I ask uh, all of my guests is uh, the phrase, you know, do the things that make you feel good. What does that kind of mean for you as an individual of and the sort of the importance around doing things that make you feel good and how that relates to you and doing the, the, the time outside in nature? You know, I think that the the progression there for me is taking the time to understand what makes me feel good. So not just jumping on whatever is nearest, although that can be fine too. So that for me, that's the difference between um, a quick fix and a long lasting solution. Mm-hmm. So I know that eating chocolate right now makes me feel really good, like big <laughs> fan, okay? But I also know from experience very recently, I might add, that if I eat too much chocolate, I don't feel so good later. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know because I've tried it that going outside takes a little bit more effort than eating chocolate. It may or may not feel good right away. But I also know that in the long term, it makes me happier in the aggregate than the chocolate. Now, here's an interesting contemplation. Taking chocolate outside, mm. I think we're on this thing. <laughs> Absolutely, because you also won't yeah. eat too much. I mean, chocolate is my go-to, like, backup. Like, if I go for a long walk somewhere, I'm like, okay, just make sure I've got that chocolate. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Coffee makes me very happy. Coffee outside makes me happier. I think we might be onto something. But when yeah. I hear do what makes you happy, you know, I think that it's really important to delineate, like I said, between the things I know are a long-term benefit and the things I know are a short-term benefit. Um, And um, so when I really, really, really don't wanna go for a run, even though I said I was going to go for a run today and I know running is good for me and running does make me happy. um, And for those watching this, they can see I've got like all these running medals in the background, you know, of runs I did. And I keep those there to remind me that I do like running. Um, you know, sometimes it's really hard to get out the door. Okay. Yeah. They, the people joke, they're the only run you regret is the one you don't do. Um, and I find that mostly to be true, but often not until way after the fact. <laughs> Yesterday I had a run that I regretted for, I would say it was six miles. I'd say for 5.9 miles. I was like, this is a terrible <laughs> idea. Okay. Like I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Okay. Like the last tenth of a mile, I was like, "Yeah, we're almost home. Right on." Okay. Uh, after the fact, was I was very glad I did that. Um, yeah. And so sometimes one of the things about going outside so much is that you do have to remember that doing what makes you feel good is a long game. <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah, that is on the money right there. It's not like it's not this instant thing. As you say, chocolate is great. Makes you feel good. Um, I mean. It, gets the dopamine it does it does like chemically will do things and it's great yeah but for if you want long-term benefit of feeling better within yourself and improving your mental health then looking at the things in your life that do make you feel good but doing them I was gonna say doing them consistently but obviously chocolate you could consistently eat chocolate but you wouldn't necessarily feel good after a while so right. being but, smart I mean, about on it. the flip side <laughs> like to your point I don't think 
I think that there is something there. So I know that chocolate makes me feel happy and too much chocolate makes me feel sad long term, right? Yes. I also yeah. know that I also know that if I eat chocolate every day, I'm pretty happy as long as I don't eat too much. Yeah. And so like that's okay to have that as one of my tools. Yeah. But you know, it's all all things in moderation. And I also want to acknowledge that it is a privilege of ha- being in a good mental health place that I can say that I know what makes me happy long term and I can do that instead of the thing that makes me happy right now. And not everybody mm. is in that place. And that's okay. That's so, so okay. Which is why I think that starting small is such a good idea. Um, 20 minutes oh, yeah. is a perfect, is a very manageable amount of time for most people, which is one of the reasons that I sort of latched onto that. But maybe if you are having a hard time, five minutes seems like an insurmountable challenge. And so I would say, start with three minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't, yeah. You know, don't do the hardest thing. Don't go all in if you don't, if that's not you, you know, yeah. and um, I, I never want to take it, like take for granted the fact that I am in a place during this conversation or like insert conversation here where I can say that about myself today, because that's not always the case, right? Like there are most definitely days that I feel like I'm sitting in the bottom of a well waiting for someone to come rescue me. Yeah. And I have to remember, I have to give myself a pep, little pep talk after a couple of days of that, that nobody's coming. Zero people. You have to rescue yourself out of this. Um, you, the princess saves herself right now. And yeah. so um, those are the moments that I go maybe spend a little bit of extra time outside. But again, I have the privilege of having experienced that and knowing that that's in my basket of tools to use that. And so, you know, I would say for people who are really maybe feeling like they might be in that hole or maybe this is just sounds great, but too hard, you know, start small start really, really like, oh, so small that you're like, is this even like, what's the point of this? Start small because every step when you're pulling yourself up from in from for mental health matters, every single step. Yeah. And it's absolutely, it's about layering. It's like you start here and then you layer on top of it. And I think as well, like, you know, if even I had a, a time during COVID where I didn't really know what brought me joy other than sitting outside, reading a book in the sun, drinking a beer, which is fine. That's a fine thing to enjoy doing. But it is it was like it was like the only thing. And I was like, there must be other things that I can that I can enjoy. And so sometimes you have to like uh, look outside of the standard to find the thing that works for you. And then, as you say, you like you try it you do it a little bit, you go, does this make me feel good? Is this this what I want to have as part of my toolbox? You know, rather than thinking, because I've like, I mean, I've tried running a number of times. And, you know, I just can't get into it. But going on like a big hike up a big mountain that might take way longer than a run, I thoroughly enjoy. And it's just like, I right. but I had to try those things to work out whether or not they were right for me. Right, exactly. And and I would say like, it is a matter of um, experimentation, just what you're saying, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And honestly, like, some I, I think for many of us, you know, it ha- there's nothing inherently wrong with having a beer in the sunshine, unless there, you have too much yeah. beer or too much sunshine. 
right? Exactly. Exactly. And so you want to have all things in moderation, but you also want to have um, expanding your toolbox when possible. And um, I'm a really big fan of thinking about that toolbox as a literal toolbox. Okay. So this is a, this is a trick that I sort of developed for myself based off of a children's TV show. Are you ready? This is going to sound a little crazy. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. (laughs) So it is the TV show Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I don't know if this is like a outside of the US show. I I, I know of it, but I've not ever watched it. So I'm familiar with the name. So one of the things in Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, which my children like to watch. Okay. So one of the things in this is that at they it's the same thing every episode okay so they have they're in the clubhouse and then they have a problem and then they get out their tools and then they solve the problem okay very like standard children's show production right the the when they go to solve the problem what they say is i know let's look in our mouse tools because it's mickey mouse let's look in our mouse tools what is there to help us okay and mm-hmm. so then they have the, the the thing of tools like materializes out of thin air and lo and behold there's the perfect thing for them in the mouse tools for this particular problem bonanza okay so i have started to think about pro- individual problems this is both for mental health and literally anything else that i'm dealing with amy let's look in our mouse tools what is there to help us and that's a cue for myself to keep it simple because mm. inevitably the thing in the TV show in the mouse tools is like, look, a hammer. What are the odds? Okay. In my life, that means the simple steps that make things bearable or the simple steps that solve my problems. So let's say I'm having an extremely busy day and I'm just very, very stressed out. Let's look in our mouse tools. What do we have here? A takeout menu. Ah, Okay, like, how about we not like worry about making dinner tonight and use the tools that we have, which are include in this instance, ordering in. Yeah, when it comes to mental health, it's almost that simple, because we as humans love to complicate things. Oh, man, we want to make it so hard. And if it's not hard, it must not be the right step. But that is not true. That is fundamentally not true. And so to me, going outside is one of the simple things in your mouse tools. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's see what we have here. What tools do we have that can help us? Um, and honest to God, stepping outside for a five minute walk is one of my tools. So if my kids are driving me crazy or my work is going nuts or my husband is, you know, driving me bananas, whatever, you know, like, the world, I dropped the entire pot of coffee on the floor. Sometimes things just don't work out in a day. All right. What is in our tools? Well, the first step would be going for a walk, take a breath, you know, and then face everything else. And, you know, for mental health, that could mean ordering takeout. It really could. Right. Absolutely. But yeah. It's just, it's just taking your problems and then saying what is in our basket of tools what is in this toolbox to help us that is not complicated you know it's it's permission for me to look for the obvious when i was trying so hard to make it unobvious i was trying so hard to make this difficult yeah Yeah, I totally hear you. And I think, again, we do, we love to complicate things. And if you're going through at a time, you're going through like um, terrible anxiety and 
you, you know, the negative self-talk comes in and it's really like, show yourself a little bit of self-compassion. It's actually okay to be compassionate towards yourself. And maybe, as you say, maybe you don't cook this evening. Maybe you get takeout and that's okay. Like, or, okay, first thing I need to do, I've got to go for a walk outside. Even if it's not going for a walk anywhere, it's just like getting outside, looking at my favorite tree or something, you know, like just. Yes. Yeah. Separate yourself. When my, when my, my now 13 year old was a baby, he liked to cry. Oh, okay. And I have this memory of just like leaving the apartment. So just going down two flights of stairs. I mean, I'm right outside. Okay. Like we can still hear him crying. Let's be honest. And (laughs) standing outside with the warm sunshine on my face and watching two eagles soaring way above and I just stood there and like that soft fascination and I had no idea that experience at the time right but I'm just like looking up watching these eagles soar above me and just Mm. taking that moment to take a breath and just like that moment of self-compassion and self-kindness because I'm not a bad mother because my kid is screaming he's not a bad baby because he's screaming it's just how Mm -hmm. it is Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm okay and he's okay, but right now we're going to watch the birds. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, just sort and of also like it gives you, right there. yeah. And it gives you that moment to then be able to come back more fully to your child or right. to the experience or whatever's happening right. exactly. with them, you know, exactly. at, a, at a much better state. This has been Precisely. a fascinating conversation where can people find more about you what you do like what's I will put it into the show notes in the description but tell us where to go yeah absolutely so uh my podcast is called humans outside and really on that we just talk about exactly what we've been talking about here about the experience of spending time in nature and what that means and how to make it work and why you should do that and tips and tricks and all sorts of things uh, on there and so you can find that on humansoutside.com and you can find it literally wherever you find your podcast in all the normal podcast places as we like to say um and one of the things i do on humans outside is that i do have a chat challenge kit set up. So if you are somebody who wants to make this 20 minutes or whatever period of time is right for you, a part of your daily experience. And if you are somebody who having, having a little bit of accountability helps you with that, um, because not everybody is, wants to be a person who's just like, I'm going to do this on my own. Um, Mm -hmm. some people really like to have that encouragement. So if that's you, you can register for a challenge kit there. I've got three different levels with different sorts of mouse tools associated with them. Although don't call it that, um, (laughs) right. Um, and so you can register there. Um, and, um, So that's also on humans outside. And then you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. And I, my little thing for myself is that I post a picture every day of my time outside. Um, And I started doing that back in 2017 when I started this as personal accountability for myself. And because I wanted to look back on what I had done for the year in photos. Uh, Mm. And so really that's so much of that is just for me, but you're welcome to play along and uh, see that picture every day on humans outside on, on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and uh, since people are watching this today, today, I, uh, one of the things I did during my year outside my, that first year outside was I joined a local running club because mm-hmm. when I was outside, I noticed there was a running club next door to my house. And so I joined them and now I still do that. And um 
yeah, so today, tonight is running club. So just spoiler alert, that's where I'll be for my outside time today. But I've made some great new friends and it's really, I'm not an, I'm very introvert type, stay home type person. And so having that commitment has, is why I have new friends and it is because of my time outside. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's fantastic. We actually have something very similar over here called Park Run. Uh, where people get, but they get together every Saturday morning and they go and do like a 5k run together and it doesn't matter what level you're at. And most of the people I've heard who have done that have just said, it's just so great. Like particularly if you, you know, you live on your own or you just want to get to know other people or you just want to have accountability of doing something every week and having people cheer you on and all of that sort of stuff. So Yeah. yeah, like run clubs and that type of thing are incredibly incredibly useful for people absolutely don't have to be a runner there's all sorts of groups that yeah are outdoorsy like that that do things outside and again like that's just it's not the main point of what we're talking about but having friends who do that like having friends in my community is a direct result of me going outside there's a meme i saw that joked that the way introverts find friends is 75% they don't and 25% an extrovert finds them and adopts them. And that's (laughs) pretty much what happened. I was out at a community run walk that we started going to because of my outdoor time. Like I just needed something to do on Mondays for outdoor time or I was gonna go bananas just walking in the woods, okay? So we started going this thing and I have my best friend found me on the road and adopted me like a cat. So. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That's so true. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I've got stories like that as well, where like when I was at university, I was just like, right, I'm just going to stand here in the corner and just like go to class and stuff like that. And within minutes I made yep. two friends because they came up and said hi to me. <laughs> so it's that's like, right. I 75% adopted. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Amy. It's been such a pleasure to have you on Punctuate Night Podcast. You've shared some extraordinary stuff that I think that people are going to find really, really useful. And I, of course, I'm going to link to all of those um, items so that people can go and check them out. And that uh, uh, the uh, I want to say it's a toolkit, but the um, the thing to download so that people can. Yeah start doing their 20 minutes to create their their own habit um i'll include as well thank Thank you you so much thank you for having me i've enjoyed this so much thank you so much for joining me for this week's punks unite podcast episode remember you can join me each week live on my youtube channel by visiting live.joedelacourt.com Please also subscribe to this podcast on Apple or Spotify and on Apple, you can leave up to a five star review. If you have any questions or comments about the podcast or suggestions for future topics or guests that you'd like for me to interview, please leave a comment on YouTube. I will personally be looking at these. All right, until next time, peace and punk.